Hello everyone, uh, this is Gabriel Medina Blackman and once again Barons here, say your name. Oh, I thought you were, you were saying once again as in you were going to do it again. <laughs> no, All hello right. everyone, this, this is this is Gabriel Medina Blackman and, and this, this is Wilder. Yep. I, I can introduce myself, thank you. So uh, we, uh, the Oscars happened, you're going to be seeing this a bit later, but the Oscars happened. And I have an announcement. Um, the Oscars should have gone to Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems! <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I cannot tell you how yesterday... We're, we're literally recording the day after the Oscars. Yesterday, I was so resigned in the morning when I woke up and thought, there is no chance in hell that 1917 or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood doesn't win Best Picture, despite the fact that both of them, I think, are very... Average to good films. Like, 1917, I think, is slightly more impressive, even though Hollywood has much more production elements. And and then something crazy happens. So I start watching the Oscars live from midday in Australia, um, and something really crazy happens. So the first couple of wins are really obvious and really predictable. Then we get to Best Original Screenplay, and Parasite wins. And I'm like, this Ooh. is incredible. This is, this is Bong Joon-ho just nailing I mean you and I saw Bong Joon-ho live about a year ago at Sydney you, Film you, Fest you asked him for this film we saw him for this film yes we did we uh, saw his um, Parasite, Parasite. it Not was the second film. time it had played it literally was playing about a week after it had won the Palm Door yeah. Bong Joon-ho was kind enough to attend and it won the Sydney Film Fest which and is you, amazing and you asked the question which I did was, yeah I, I asked him I asked him about his collaboration with um with uh, Sung Kong, I think I just butchered his name, but Sung Kong, uh, yeah. he's a wonderful actor who he's worked with for years in Memories of Murder and Snowpiercer, and who's one of Korea's great, the host. Know, great actors. Yeah, the host, he's so good in The Host, actually. He's um, really good in... <laughs> he's, uh, like, um, the... he's like the Japanese version of... Uh, he's the Korean version of... Toshiro Mifune? No, Mifune, the other one. Oh, Shimura? Shimura. No, he's not. He's he's kind of like um, I don't know, because he's so funny and he's also able to be so serious. He he's so he's such a versatile yeah. actor in like a way that very few actors can be. Yeah, I I would like yeah, to do a great. an episode on Parasite. Oh, maybe we could we could. Now that's one um, awards. Oh yeah, so now that it's won awards yeah so um, the night goes on Jojo Rabbit wins best adapted screenplay which I'm very happy about because I love Taika Waititi and I feel think he should have been nominated for best director um, he wasn't nominated was, no he wasn't what? and Jojo Rabbit is without a doubt the second best film that was nominated for best picture easily better than you saw Once it Once Time in Hollywood Jojo yeah. Rabbit is the, Jojo Rabbit and Little Women is the only films I haven't seen for I've seen Little picture. Women also uh, um, a lot of people are upset that Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated. I actually would have given it to Taika over her. Um, and you said after you watched Jojo Rabbit, you said, uh, I think it deserves Best Picture. Yeah. Which I've made me want to watch it, and I should probably watch it before it it's put it out. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I've also heard that the trailers don't make it justice. No, they don't. Um, mm. So the, the, the Oscars go on, and a few more crazy things happen. So... Bong Joon-ho is up against Marta Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, Sam Mendes, and Todd Phillips. Now, Jesus other than fucking Todd Christ. Phillips, every single director deserves to be there. What a lineup! So, what a lineup! What a lineup. Like, and what happens? They pull out that envelope, and Bong Joon-ho, this guy whose films I have been watching for more than six or seven years, a guy who was so obscure. Like, Parasite is not anyone's idea of an Oscar playing movie it's so different to anything they've ever considered nominating and the fact that it goes on to win these two awards it goes on to win best foreign film and I mean you know by now it wins fucking best picture Gabe and just I was watching that moment last night when Jane Fonda pulled out the envelope and she said Parasite and I just could not tell you I, I jumped out of my chair at work and just cheered for them because for years, you and I have wanted the Oscars to embrace foreign films more. We, we, like, I, I just don't believe for a second that the Oscars have ever cared about actually acknowledging the world of cinema outside of Hollywood. And to see them do it on such a huge 
Like, for, for such a different film than they're used to. Like, something like Handmaiden, you can imagine them nominating for Best Picture. I mean, something like Amour, obviously, got nominated for Best Picture. Parasite is so different to any kind of film that's ever won Best Picture. Not because it's such an innovative film, but, like, just because it's so entertaining. I thought uh, Roma had Yeah, so did I. What won is instead of mm. Roma? What, what did it win? What won instead of Roma? Um, I can't even remember. Oh, Green Book. Green Book. It was last year. Wow. Oh, Green Book. So it's like, I haven't seen Green, Green Book. Green Book is a movie. And I remember that, that year had a lot of competition, but I really liked Roma. I thought Look, Roma deserved... Green Book is a, Green Book is a very well-made film. I saw it and enjoyed it. That film is so historically inaccurate. It's actually kind of amazing, and it's it's very debatably quite a racist film for a film that thinks it's not racist. Yeah. Damn. Uh, can can you uh, screen share? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we've won four Oscars. Like it won so. Yeah, no, and you told me about Oscars. the Oscars, and I was Insane. so happy that Parasite won the three big ones. Yes, it won screenwriter, the director, three big ones. Should have won editing. Four Oscars, but the three but big okay. ones, which are director, writing, it definitely and, won editing. and And it's films. crazy it wasn't nominated for production design. Oh, no, it was, but it didn't win. Production Did design, think? it easily yeah. should have won over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's production design is very obvious, but so many people I've shown Parasite to haven't realised oh. until I've told them that the entire house is a set, let alone the entire street that they live on, in that gutter... That's insane. That was one of that was one of the things he told us at that Sid Film Fest screening. And he was like, "Yeah, we constructed that yeah, entire street because, of course, it's they amazing. did. They have to flood it. That's insane." Yeah, and, and they had to like. Oh yeah. It's in the script. The yeah, how the street is. It's in the script. It would have been really hard to find a street that fit so many things um it's amazing uh, i i was talking to someone and they said that i don't know maybe it's because spanish people don't like yes. um korean films you know yes. the whole korean you know class of tones of like how it's like characters are like really asian cinema in general yeah, like, yeah. has like really hyper acting characters and then some really dramatic scenes and I had some people here no. in Spain saying oh it was you and I have both seen it it was a steal do you really think like, it deserved it deserved it better and I'm like I'm like Parasite yeah no 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 oh no, no I do I think, think it's a good movie I think it's better than what you're saying to win best you said like, it was just a good movie the... that didn't oh 917 917 yeah yeah No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about 1917. You said 1917 was a movie, but it was. And I think it's good that Deacon's like, got the acknowledgement. Amazing. That's why you like, said. Like, Deacon should just win every Oscar I think he's nominated for, for the movie. rest of time. With how many times he um, got snubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, the, and the lighting Mate, was if amazing. I played, if I played a video game that looked like that, I'd be happy. And I think I thought it was really realistic and the music was also good and stuff like that. But um, that's mean. That's mean. It was yeah. more immersive than that. But I definitely, I Hitchcock years I mean, and years ago, Hitchcock said about Rope, his one take film, the original OG. No, I think some film, video games are really. He immersive. said that um, the thing that he realized that you lost is just the um, the immediacy and the power of editing, and I really do agree that that's kind of true. Like, I, th I think all one-take films, including Birdman, including, like, the best of them, suffer from being one-take films because you can't emphasise stuff in cuts. And I'm not saying you have to be Michael Bay or, um... Or, um... What's his name? Uh, Olivia Me Olivia Megaton, where every single shot you're cutting, like... You're just cutting, you know, at an average of half a second. Like, that's not what I mean. What I mean no. is that there are great scenes that place perfect emphasis with the well-timed cut. I mean, it, it, I can think of so many examples, but it, it doesn't matter. I just I just think that the the endeavour of doing a one-take film is sort of pointless. 
unless the story uh, really needs it. And I think 1917 really didn't need it. I think 1917 is the one movie I've seen that is one take. I've only seen Birdman, so that's the other mm. film I've seen that is one take. Birdman also <laughs> cheats. They both cheat. They all cheat about it. It's so annoying. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course they cheat. No, I mean that they go from day to night in, like, the transitions. Ah, yeah. At, like, it's not it was, one it was continuous ca- two-hour segment of time. It which was, is the whole point of doing a one-take film, I thought. Yeah, but in 1917, there is a reason. It's because there's six hours until the battle happens. So yeah, you, I know. Why you watch it and you're like, it's not very... Why couldn't, it been, why couldn't it have been two hours till the battle started? Uh, because I, I thought they tried to keep it, keep it really faithful to the real story, which is a yeah. real story. That's it's not a. It's it, for, for the record. It's not a real story. It's based on accounts. It's not an actual true yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But um, I, I just wanted to share with you. I, and, I had an idea. Can I can I tell you one idea I had for a one take film years ago that I was actually thinking of redoing? What? Okay, so it's a film set in someone's house, and it's like past midnight. It's almost two a.m., and they've told the building owners that they're gonna, you know, be out by midnight. So they're furious. They've got young kids, and it's this kind of young rookie director trying to do this one take shot in his movie, and he's just coordinating for what they think will be the final take, and everyone's kind of demotivated. And he's like psyching them up. He's trying to get the performance out of the actors he wants, and then just as everything's ready to go, and, and this is all one take because he's talking to the various department heads, and there's all this pressure on him, and finally he like has his Henry V moment where he talks to everyone. Everyone. And he says, and ready, and and as he goes to your action, the entire power goes out of the place. This is, this is a funny short film. It would be good as a one-take film. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um and, 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 and I've always wanted to do single-take action scenes? sequences, but I don't. Oh, yeah. I've never thought of making a whole film like that. And you no, know what? I, I do. I do actually disagree with you. I think 1917. Yeah. It's good movie to make into a one take because sure it's it's you following two characters that are going from point a to point b and the whole point is that they're in a time restraint mm. it's not like birdman i didn't hate mm. birdman i like birdman but the whole point like of birdman, birdman is like what's the point of having a it's like it's i guess it's a statement about art yeah but i don't know 1917 is a bit more of a fit for a Any, Anyway, I, I just need to say, I am so beyond thrilled that Parasite won Best Picture. It's like, I can't tell you how happy I am. And I'll, the only I'll, thing that remotely resembles a dark spot on my mind of cinema at the moment is that the best film I have seen in literally more than seven or eight months... Oh, that's that not much. Without question... Well, no, that without question is a serious awards player. It just won the Independent Spirit Award for um, Best Directors and Best Actor. I, we need to talk about this. Uncut Gems is so much better than almost every other film that was nominated for Best Picture. Ford versus Ferrari for Best Picture? Get that the fuck out of there. I think. Why I think was that in it, there? Uh, Why was that I in there? I don't think I think Uncut I think Uncut Gems came too came out too close to the Oscars. Nah. I think that's what happened. They couldn't be nominated, and I'd be really mad if they didn't nominate it next year. Well, I'm still Oscars. mad that I'm still mad that they didn't um, they didn't push the farewell. There's no way it's going to get into next Oscars. They don't have the memory that long. There's no way. No, <laughs> for have, real, that, have that the memory for three yeah. months. For real, it happens. It happens. I mean, that's what people were worried about with Dunkirk, and Dunkirk did okay. But yeah, it, it does happen. Um, uh, but yeah, this movie's pretty good. This movie, man. This fucking... So you and I both have watched Good Time. I showed you Good Time, which is the Safety Brothers you previous You showed me Good Time, so it's yes. important. Yes. Yes. I yeah. have not watched their older movies, Daddy Long Legs or um, Heaven Knows What. I've heard that Heaven Knows What is really good. Here's the thing. Um, I forgot who made this movie. Yeah, right. And, um, and then there's a scene in the scene where the the basketball player is Kevin going Garnett. to yeah, Kevin Garnett. Uh, am I KG. saying it right? KG. Kevin KG. KG is a better word to say. So KG. when KG KG, KG uh, is like there to uh, 
return the stone and get the ring, right? Mm. And and like the music, like they stuck in the door, and the music is really tense, and like everyone's like walking really slowly when he's like saying, "Oh come on, hurry up, hurry, hurry the fuck up." Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, uh, all those characters talking like, over the top of each other. And really cut, quick cuts, and everything is yep. like really tense. For I was like, man, this feels like good times. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, right. Yep, of course. it's the guys, it's our boys, it's the Safety Brothers. They're now, not in the film, though. No, Benny doesn't uh, act in this one, which is such a loss. Benny could have played Benny could have played UC. He could have played so many characters. I mean, I, I want to tell you a little bit of the history of this film that you probably don't know. So they've had this script kicking around for about ten years. They originally offered it to Adam Sandler in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, but they offered it to Adam Sandler in two thousand nine, um, mm-hmm. and his agent basically like blocked it from getting to them because it was going to be their first movie and they had a main anything. So it's Th- fair enough. Th- 2009, that's around the era he was making. Serious movies. Well, he was just just about to do Funny People. He'd already done Punch Drunk. So, yeah. Punch Drunk is 2008. Yeah, that's right. 2011 is the downfall of Adam Sandler, which is when he made Uh, Jack and Jill. Yeah. And and now I want to call it, this movie is the rebirth of Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Because this performance... I don't know if it's better than Punch Drunk Love, but it's certainly the craziest performance he's ever done. This performance is like... This performance is some... They originally had um, Adam, and then they had to choose other actors because Adam refused, and they considered doing it with Jonah Hill, and nobody else could have done this as well as Adam. Like, Jonah Hill would have been good, but Adam brings something to this performance that is so... It really is like that thing of watching... um, Michael Keaton as Birdman. I, I hate to bring up Birdman again, but like that role works because it's Michael Keaton who has this history of being a superhero yeah. that always haunts him. And Adam Sandler is a fuck up. He's a fuck up in the eyes of like most Hollywood snobs, most yes. like, movie snobs. We see him as like a loser. We see him as just a guy who makes shitty comedies. <laughs> yeah, and remember, he's not. He's an before... amazing actor. I love some of his performances. He's so talented. He he's an amazing actor, but he's amazing not. Amazing actor. He's not picking the roles to do that. He's he, he's a lazy picking guy. exactly what he wants to do and what he wants to and do. He is wants go to make... on holidays, holidays with his friends that are paid for by big Hollywood studios. Yeah, and that's he wants what to he make wants. Money. And, yeah. and and he makes a yeah, lot of and money. I, and I saw him in Pants Drunk Love, and I thought, wow, he's a good actor. You know what I actually think is his best performance? I just re- I just watched this movie. Um, about a year ago, and I rewatched it just after Uncut. Um, there's a Noel Bumbach movie that he made before Marriage Story called um, The Meyerowitz Stories with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, well, since The Meyerowitz Stories is the one that redeemed him, right? Because that's, that's, what, of, that's it, what he's done before this. He's definitely the standout of that film. I think Ben Stiller is remarkable in that film. It's one of the best performances I've seen Ben Stiller give. But um, Adam, Adam Sandler just rules in uh, the Meyerowitz stories and he has such an incredible scene with Dustin Hoffman at the end of the film hmm. he's he's great I mean this cast I, I want to say something though I think Adam Sandler is the least memorable person in this film because this cast hmm. is insane uh, where did they get some of these guys like think... the guys I love are the guys he goes to get the um, the vig on the ring like he goes to pawn the ring to them and the guy's just there is like, what do you get for this? You Kevin Garnett's ring? Okay, I'll put your set I'll give you twenty five K for it, but I'll put a seven percent VIG on it. And like these guys must be real diamond dealers in the diamond district. Like, look at these guys. These guys are not actors. These guys must be Those real guys people. are actors. Those are actors. Those guys no, th- these two? These two guys are a hundred percent real guys, just No, dealers. they're actors. I Where think did I they seen... find them. Look at them. They're amazing. I seen the googly eye one somewhere. The guy it with made, the big eyes. The casting of this by the, movie. By the way, can, can I say something before? Yeah. We, I think we need to make a, a an image or something of you, and it says this cast in the bottom because every single time we do a film, you are like, oh my god, this cast. Well, this we, cast. We, <laughs> we are lucky that we, you know, get to talk about good films sometimes. But this cast. The, the thing that's amazing about this cast is. 
every single person looks so appropriate and this is something I hate in modern Hollywood movies is that everyone is beautiful everyone's good looking Australian movies are really guilty of this there's oh, no Australian movies Australian movies literally everybody is off home and away so they all look like you know they all look like Chris Hemsworth even when they're meant to you know be a heroin addict and yes. in this movie in this movie these guys I mean I just have to say Kenneth Williams Richard who plays the guy who are we going to get into spoilers eventually we will right eventually Okay, sorry, Keith Keith Williams Richards is a fucking revelation in this movie. He's the heavy who like beats up Sandler at the beginning. He's the guy who and Tommy Tommy Kaminik is like his backup. But um, it, what else is he on? Because I'm like nothing. Man, I this know is his him. first film. This is his first film. I re- he reminds me of a character in Curve Your Enthusiasm. Um, one of my favorite jokes um, on one of my podcasts um, that's run by these two lovely Jewish guys from New York. Um, one of them is saying, you know, the most unsurprising thing of all is my dad's really excited to see Uncut Gems. And the other one just says, I think your dad's probably in Uncut Gems. Like, <laughs> the people they get in this movie are so good. Like, oh, the faces, man. These are some fucking faces. Uh. This guy, th- this guy, Nino, the, um, the guy he does all the bets with, he's so good. That's the stupidest fucking bet I ever heard. I disagree, Nino. I disagree. <laughs> yeah. It's All right. Very good. Um, KG. Is that a real Mate, guy? Ke- they, they, yes. They got the okay. real baseball player. They, it, it's, the real, player right? it's the real Kevin Garnett playing Kevin Garnett. He's really good at playing himself. Mate, his doesn't look like rules. He doesn't look like a, a sports guy just acting right. No, his scenes are great. Like, that scene where he's at the auction, like, arguing with his girlfriend is incredible. Um, I mean, the scene where yeah. he looks into the stone. I, I just want to talk about that scene, actually, because one of the things that's kind of interesting so, well, is so, because... So we describe the plot a bit? <laughs> yeah, look, okay. So Adam Sandler plays a diamond, deal, a diamond dealer in the Diamond District of New York, and essentially he's up to his neck in debt from his... Do we say it now? His brother-in-law... Uh, hunt, uh, I would say gambling problems because he has like yeah. different debts place. Yeah, but what is his relation with um Eric Bogosian? I was trying to figure that out, um, and that's why I want to rewatch it. Uh, I think it's uh brother-in-law. Yeah, I think it's brother-in-law, right? Yeah, it's Which it's is so, such a great twist, brother. What a, I think. What a fucking twist! Holy it, shit! It, right? took, it took me a while to to realize because they, they don't look like. The characters don't look like actors. You said it earlier. They yeah. look like real people. So when I saw his face in, in the dinner scene, I was like... Wait. That is yeah. the guy that just beat yes. him up, right? Yes. That is the now, guy that just great beat him twist. up. And it's just revealed in like a simple cut. It's such a good twist. I, I just need to say... Um, so so Adam Sandler is up to his neck in debt. He gets this um, black opal from Nigeria, I think he says. Ethiopia. Yeah. Ethiopia. Um, we have a great scene at the start, shot uh, not shot in Ethiopia, shot in I think Morocco, um, of uh, these uh, guys mining this this gem, and then we have the greatest transition of cinematic history, flying into the gem, and we come out into uh, the E. Colon, Someone's Adam colon. Sandler's asshole. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the movie starts. What it's just from an his amazing asshole. beginning? What what commentary on on his films? <laughs> Mate, yeah, it wasn't weird how you could just see Jack and Jill like wedged in there and the ridiculous it's, six. It's like it's it's taking diamonds Grown from, ups too. This, from this asshole. You know the de- definition of an uncut gem, right? You know what it means? An uncut uh, gem what? is rough on the outside but beautiful within. And they're showing us the beauty within Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's a great, it's an amazing way to start your movie. I think it's so ballsy you, and I love it. Did you see comment? I saw a comment. What? As, uh, when, the, when the camera went inside the diamond and like started like going through different tunnels. Yeah. And then it kind of changed. I was like, are we inside someone? Yeah. And then we were inside someone. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that does not look like mineral anymore. Um. I, I, I just need to say something. Because this script bounced around for so many years, they had to approach so many different athletes to play... It was always basketball players, but to play um, the basketball player. And one of the guys they approached about a year ago was Kobe Bryant. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. And Kobe's mentioned in the beginning of this film. It's kind of interesting. 
Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought about Corby a few times yeah. in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely sad. sad. It would have been so bizarre if he'd been in this and this came out literally a few days before he died. That yes. would have been unbelievable. They would have delayed it, for sure. No, no, it came out before he died. Oh, really? Yeah, it came out like a month ago in the US, and it, it came out here on Netflix like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it would have come out before Yeah, it came out also two weeks ago. Mm. Um, man, uh, I, but okay, Kevin okay. Garnett... Kevin Garnett just kills it in his scenes. He's so great. Look, he's really look, he's Stanfield's great. There's one actor I can't wait to get to that we'll talk about. Um, anyway, before we get too far into it, uh, the yes. plot revolves around Adam Sandler trying to sell this diamond. Black Opal. Yeah. Black Opal. That's that's pretty much it. And uh, KG uh, wants it really bad, and he borrows it. Yeah. What's really right. fascinating is that. This is something the Safety brothers have acknowledged. Everyone who looks into the opal gets like absorbed by it, but Howard doesn't. Howard just sees it and he sees what it's worth. It's like he doesn't. He have... sees money. He sees money. Oh, holy shit! I'm gonna come. Such a good line. Oh my <laughs> and god. And then later, later when he finds out that, uh, what was it? He finds out he wins the basketball game or something. The, at the like... very end. No, no, no. At the start. When he's, oh, in the when, cab, he's in the, when he's in the cab, watching. it's so good. And, and it looks like he's coming. He's literally yeah, yeah, like, literally. oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, oh, fuck. It's so good. Oh, fuck. Yeah, look. Oh, <laughs> it's the same. Look at him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good. It, he's, um, oh, this is such a brave and wonderful Okay. Uh, okay, I, I have one, one light, little complaint. Okay. Great. Um, I'm not, I'm not, um... I, I am efficient in English, but I sometimes have trouble understanding some movies, when uh, especially movies like this when they speak so with such an accent, such a like, "Hey, I'm walking here." Hey, like, but, hey, this is. By our, the way, yeah. the first line by uh, Adam Sandler is, "Hey, I'm walking here." Is it really? Yes. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm, I'm checking that right now. That's so funny. He doesn't say "Hey," he says, "I'm walking here." That might not be his first line, but he says it on his first scene. It's That's like, so funny. He's walking in that scene when he's walking around in New York. He says, I'm walking here. Like, um, because someone, someone is saying, hey, where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm walking. Man, you but, know um, I think is the real breakout of this film? No, not her. Yeah, Julia Fox, her. man. <laughs> yes, it's Julia good. Fox. It's she's really a good. This is her first film. Oh, Jesus. She's like, she's a friend of the Safdie brothers, which is just crazy. Like, Jesus. they just, yeah, they literally just asked her to be in it because they were good friends, and I think she kills it in this film. Yeah, this is pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, my complaint, okay? So, yes. I sometimes have trouble understanding movies like this, and I have to rewatch them. Like, yeah. Moneyball, I have to watch it again to be able to be like, oh, so that's what's going on. Because there's right? so much technical talk about what's going on in terms of, like, yeah. numbers and money moving around and stuff. And I felt like the same about this a bit. Sure. But it wasn't so much that. It, I think the sound, not Ed sound editing, the sound mixing in this yeah. film was a bit off. Really? Because okay. all the all the background noises were really high and the voices were really low. And there's a lot of characters talking in the scene. There's a lot of background I, I think, and stuff I think some scenes are definitely meant to be convoluted. Yeah, they're meant to be convoluted. But the main characters, when they're talking to each other, are at the same level that the guys in the background. So it was I mean, hard I, to understand them sometimes. I watched it in um, my home with um, my soundbar, and I, I, I understood everything perfectly. So it might, it, I, I totally hear you that it was distracting for you. But um, and then in other scenes when they when you know when uh, Howard talks, he talks properly, and his voice is like uh, higher than everything else. But in the scene inside the uh, inside the store. All the voices were really low and all at the same level, which was a bit off to me. I feel like the main characters should have a few more gains. Mm. So, you know, yeah, you no, that's fair. better. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't have any criticisms of this movie except that... Holy fuck, this it's movie. Minor. It's minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Adina Menzel's great as Adam Sandler's wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, Adele, that's right. Adele Zazim. Sorry, Adele Dez- the the honourable, the the absolutely wickedly talented Adele Dazim. 
Um, Adam Sandler is getting that? a divorce. No, I yep. don't know what you're referencing. John Travolta when he fucked up her name at the Oscars. No, that was before my time. That was, <laughs> was before like I followed the Oscars. That was, that was when like Frozen that. came out, man. That was so recent. That's. You know that's who she is, right? Nine, She's ten. Three. That's like nine years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! It is almost like nine years ago. Man, we're getting um, old. Did you realize that? You do realize that Inception is ten years old this year. No. Okay. Isn't that crazy? I, I, I calculate time from when I went to Australia and from when I... <laughs> and that you've was got, before I came to Australia. Oh my so God, I'm like, are you Jesus? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Are you Jesus? B-A-D-A? I just didn't go to Australia. Before Australia, AA. Oh my God, you've AA. come to AA. You're in AA. You're after Australia. AA. Man, how's Spain? Uh... <laughs> all right. That's how I feel when I go home to Tassie. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all right. Ireland Got was amazing, though. I went to Ireland. Ireland, Ireland was really so good. good. It looked so it beautiful. It was so man. green. And, and apparently, it's it's like snowing now, so it looks even better. Wow. And it snowed the day after I left. And I was like, God fucking damn it. The snow looked amazing. Anyways, uh, what's, what was I going to say about um, this movie? Yeah, you know that scene in the. In the pub, they go to a pub, not a pub, a disco, right? Yeah, and, uh, where the, week, the weekend's performing. Yeah, yeah, right? And um, I think that's that might be one of the best disco-looking scenes I've ever seen. Oh, man, we got to talk about the cinematography. So this film is shot by Darius Kanji, who, hmm. amongst other films, shot Seven. Like, he, he's a legendary DOP. Um, I love Darius Kanji's work, and this film is one of his best-looking films. This film looks incredible. And the crazy yes. thing is, there's nothing overtly flashy about the film. Like, it's shot anamorphic, and it's shot with kind of a Michael Mann sensibility of lots of long lenses, lots of kind of soft focus of characters kind of crossing over each other. I think they're using zoom lenses in a few of the scenes. They definitely love to use as they definitely love to use their zooms, the Safdies. But really, it's 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 a very kind of weirdly I, I believe it's shot on film I want to double check that mm, I don't think so I don't think it is it might be digital no no it's shot on film it is shot on film it's shot on film never mind yeah. I uh, don't know yeah shot on Panavision <laughs> I don't have that eye shot on Panavision C and E series lenses which I figured which are like the best anamorphic lenses in the world um, I, I told so, you I shot I told you we shot with the Panavision E series right for Ada yeah, 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 of course. They gave say. us one E-series. It was incredible. That was the little one. It was so beautiful. Um, hmm. Another guy I really want to credit for making this film really shine is um, Daniel Lepardon, who is the composer, who's from the group um, uh, 10, 10 Point Never, which is a really cool um, electronic music group. And he also did the score for Good Time. Yeah, it's good. It's a great he, score. He was able to make... I get to the ending. The ending is amazing. I'll say. Yeah, this. should we basically just get into spoilers now? Look, if it's I worry, not clear, let, 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 we, let me finish. Let me finish yeah. the, the, the disco thing. Why Sorry, I really yes. like that disco scene. That disco scene. Whenever you go into a disco in a movie, what what do you think of? How do you oh, think they're going to handle Bright lights, bright lights, flashing strobes, lasers, strobes, discos. lasers, people dancing, and it's like it's it's mayhem. It's 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 like worse than going to an actual disco, right? Yeah, it's so intense. In this scene, they go there and it's all blue and it's all yep. like very like atmospheric. Uh, and this it's guy's all blue. wearing this. It's this guy's wearing like this uh, orange fluoro uh, orange jumper. Fluoro that orange looks jumper, so sick. That looks amazing, and they obviously had lights underneath him so they can light everything, but it looks so good, and it's like. And Julia's it's wearing so bright white, so she shows out yeah. amongst the crowd, which is so clever. And it looks like... Um, uh, it, you know they're in a disco. It looks like they're in a disco, but it's not giving you a headache, and it's not trying to give you a headache. No, it's not overwhelming. Um, it's, you. It's, great. It's, it, it's not it's, overwhelming. It's yeah. almost seductive, the way they're making it look. Not to yeah, have I want to I, I go there and, and hang out. Don't oh, man. Like I've, a fun disco. I've I've been to nightclubs in New York. None of them look, none of them looked that cool. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, 
Let's let's get into spoilers now. Yep, watch this movie, everyone. It's on Netflix. If you're in the US, watch it in theaters. This movie is so everyone has Netflix. Everyone has this movie rules. This movie is fucking fantastic. I think the Safdie brothers have proven that they're like the new Collins. Honestly, I think there's no stopping these guys from making whatever the fuck they want for the rest of time. This movie is incredible. I truly can't believe how good this movie is. I, I do think they need to experiment and try to do... I've only seen two of their movies, and I think they kind of have to try and do something else. Because Good Time and this, tonally, are very similar. Very similar, yep. You know what? I would watch a trillion movies like this. This movie is great. Yeah, but I, I, can't, love... say they're, I can't say they're near Collins when they've done two things that are basically the same. That's true, that's right. true. Hey, Mark Scorsese Scorsese has only made gangster movies in his whole filmography. He never experimented. He never did anything different. He only made... No, he's a hack. Yeah, he's a hack. He only made Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Casino, and now The Irishman. He's only made five films. What's all the hype? Um, and... um, Oh, I forgot about The Departed. That's also about the mob. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're really good at what they do, and I would like to see them do something else. Yeah, that's great. There's uh, a great, um, there's a great Roger Ebert line in his review of Reservoir Dogs that I've never forgotten, where he says, um, "Tarantino has now, Tarantino has proven he can make a film. Now, we, now I want to see him make it, uh, make a more interesting one." It's a brutal review, whoa, but I think, he, I think, he, I, no, I, you know what? I, think I like Reservoir right. Dogs. I, like- I love a lot of Reservoir Dogs. I think some of the shit is really fucking boring. Boo! Boo on you! I think it's amazing. It's It's really good. I was about to say the scene where Tim Roth is rehearsing for his scene, but that scene's great. But that's an amazing scene. You know, the scene scene where he's telling the story about when he's peeing and there's all the cops is so good. Yeah. Yeah, alright. Reservoir Dogs rules. Fuck Roger Ebert. So good. It's it's such a great low-budget movie. I mean, Roger Ebert. Uh, We we don't have the budget to shoot. Roger Ebert gave... We don't have the budget to do anything. I'll, so remind you interesting. That, I'll remind you that Roger Ebert gave Full Metal Jacket three stars and gave The Phantom Menace three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Says it all, doesn't it? Uh, three and a half stars. I think he gave um, Return, Revenge of the Sith the same. Yeah, he did. I thought um, three, three and a half was Revenge of the Sith, but no, it's both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let's get into um, spoilers. What yeah. the fuck did you think of the twist at the end of this movie? Oh, it was brilliant. Okay, so I don't want to talk about the ending a lot. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to talk to about it. the ending at, at the end, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like. I really like um, his relationship with the with the actress that you just mentioned, and I completely... Julia Fox. Yeah. Julia Fox. Amazing performance. Yeah. They both have, like, really good... Um... They're both so fucked up. It's great. They're both yeah. so, like, incapable of being responsible. And they kind of bond over that. And that scene where she goes back to him... Well, th- there's the first scene where she goes back to him where he, like, smashes the um, smoothie in her face. Yeah, she, she, she arrives all dressed up and she says, Oh, I've been rushing here. And she has, like, this uh, smoothie. And he just hits the smoothie and hits her completely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then he gets be- and then he gets beaten up by um, Keith Williams Richards, and um, yeah. he's, he breaks his glasses and he goes back to the office and Julia's there and Julia comes in and he just starts crying. He just completely breaks down and she starts crying hmm. and then she shows him the tattoo she got. Yeah, which is such a funny touch, and um, yes. she has that great line of she, he has that great line of no, we can't be buried together now because in, in Jewish tradition that's the rules. <laughs> But um, you know what's so funny? That comes from Adam Sandler's life because he got earrings when he was really young and he called his mum and his mum was like, what have you done? He's like, oh no, nothing, mum. And he's like, it's just a little, it's just a little. And she just was like, oh, what have you done? What have you done? He's like, oh, I just got an earring, mum. She's like, oh no, you can't be buried with us. No. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, yeah, it is good. The, the, is there something you want to mention before the end? There's a few things. I, I think this film escalates its tension beautifully. It has a yes. weird sort of scene near the beginning where he's at like his kids, uh, 
his kids' theatre recital. And I and you know what? In the beginning, um, because, that's like because it's in the first like forty quarter, minutes. Yeah. 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 yeah um, um, he, unlike Good Time, this one actually gives you time to sort of relax with the characters and see a little bit more of their kind of inner life. And because he's got kids and a wife, you can see him kind of express a lot more of what he's feeling. But I love yeah. that, in spite of that, this film doesn't feel any less tense than Good Time. Well, a Good Times, it's, it's a Unrelenting. all in the same night movie. Yes, that's right. It's, it's it's not meant to be like a couple of days. It's meant to be all at the same time. I think uh, this that's is... Why you can't really press. This is a three-day movie. I think it goes through three nights. N- uh, no, it's... It's more. He needs, it's more, he needs to get the stone to the, to auction. the auction house By Monday. before Friday. Before yes, Friday, and, because the auction then, happens Monday. That's right. right. And then we go over the weekend and we don't see the weekend, except in the movie where we see the weekend. Yes. Nice. Well done. Very nice. <laughs> that song The Weeknd sings is fucking dope, man. That song rules. The Weeknd yeah. should have performed that at the Oscars instead of Eminem doing Lose Yourself. Oh, God. Oh, Eminem was okay. It was just like, why? But I, 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 don't, I don't know why the Oscars, they want to make it like a bar- No, because Emin- Eminem, Eminem, Eminem didn't get to perform Lose Yourself back in 2003 when he won the Oscar, so I think they were kind of like acknowledging that. And it was yeah, funny that the- Elton John was there and they could have got up and done Stand Together, which would have been amazing. Did, didn't they have like a movie, that uh, a song that came out this year that you could play? Uh, the song from song Venom, from- I believe you're saying. Y- yes. No, that song's bad. <laughs> Of course not. I'm joking. But like a song from a movie that came out this year. Because it's meant to be this year's Oscars, not... Yeah, they had Frozen 2's song. They had, um, yeah. they had, the, song from, they had the song from Harriet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Rocket um, Man song. I don't know. Okay, I need to talk about who I think gives the greatest performance in this movie. And it's I'm biased because this actor is one of my absolute favourite character actors and he's been in so few things but Eric Bogosian is a fucking legend Eric Bogosian is he's the guy who plays Arno yeah he, he has he's just the been, guy that uh, um, Howard owns money to owes over 100k to I think they say at the beginning of the movie he has yeah. just been in yeah. performance after performance where he just kills it. He's in Deconstructing Harry. I know him from one of my favourite um, One Location movies, which is Oliver Stone's Talk Radio, where he gives... I can't even tell you how good a performance he gives. It's just incredible. Like, Eric Bogosian wrote the play, and he plays the main character. And it's such a phenomenal film. If you want to watch an amazing film that truly sums up America in the 80s and like the kind of tone and the the discourse of people like talk radio sort of predicts shock jock radio of today in a really interesting way like it's about this kind of controversial radio host who's just saying shit on on the air and he really kind of predicts um what's his name uh Opie and Anthony and Don Imus and all these guys who just made a living off shock radio in the 90s and 2000s it's a fascinating mm. film I, I cannot stress how good it is and Eric Bogosian rules in this film he is so simultaneously understandable and scary like he's genuinely scary in some of his scenes he yeah. doesn't even do anything like he's just got his muscle with him but that scene where he's looking at Sandler after the auction and he's got the sunglasses on like that dude looks like he could kill you right then <laughs> um, yeah I see what you mean oh there is also another actor in this film who we have talked about on this podcast before yeah. Mate, uh, this is Judd Hirsch's best film. <laughs> Judd Hirsch, yeah. As Gooey. Oh, by the way, do you know that the voice of the lady who's organising the auction, not the lady in the red dress, but the lady he gets on the phone with and is super rude to, do you know who that is? I just Ooh. looked it up. It's Tilda Swinton. Oh. <laughs> so good. Uh, that's funny. She should have been on it. Mate, uh, she was in Avengers Endgame and on Cut Jams. She is having a great two years. <laughs> She was in the uh, highest grossing film and the best film. And she was the, in Parasite. Um, one of... One, yes, it played the Parasite in Parasite. Hey, um, best joke of last night. Parasite wins Oscar despite not having a host. What? 
Mic drop. What a good joke. Oh, it's funny. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, one of the actors, one of the actresses in the counter. Yeah. She's, I, she plays a character in um uh, in the office. Oh she, really? I was like, oh. The, the red, red dress, red dress lady. No, no, the other one, the, the one that she doesn't talk, is in the background. Ah, okay. The blonde. She's a character in the office, and I was like, oh, I wish she said something. But Mate, something. I would be a background extra in a Safety Brothers movie any day. I'm yeah. trying to think which. Like, you, you no, know, you can't. You know, you have to grow a really, really bad beard. I um, have a really gain, bad like, beard at the moment. Ten kilos. I, I need really gain bad ten kilos and be like. Yeah, yeah I literally need and, to like, be. And learn and learn to not posture yourself right. Like throw your back down and be like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally need to become what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name? Dennis Franz. Do you remember Dennis Franz from like Die Hard Two? <laughs> that guy. This guy. <laughs> you look at what. <laughs> My life goal now. My life goal now is just to look like Dennis France. <laughs> Lose some hair. Lose all your hair. Be like, yeah. I'm going to a personal trainer tomorrow, and he'll be like, "What's your <laughs> ideal right now. I have to gain weight. Uh, I need to. I need to look hair. like. A, I need to look, look like, like a man who looks legitimately like an owl in human form. <laughs> Dennis France. What a great actor. NYPD Blue. What a great actor. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what this movie um, could have done with? You know what this movie could have done with? I think he's dead, actually, unfortunately. But it could have done with some no. Franz. Could have done with oh. the Franz. No, he's still alive. He's 75 years old. Yeah, Mate, Safety Brothers, be. if you listen to this, get some Dennis Franz in your next film. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, he's no, he's from, he's, from, he's from Illinois. He's not legitimate. He's from, <laughs> he's from Illinois. <laughs> It's from Illinois. Illinois. It's from Illinois. Oh no, what is this? Nah, Illinois. Ah, oh, useless. Illinois. Holy shit. Useless. As a, after graduating from college, France was drafted into the US Army. He served 11 months with the 82nd Airborne Division and 101st Airborne Division in Vietnam. What the fuck? Dennis Franz is a war veteran? You mean that in Die Hard 2, Bruce Willis hasn't had any combat in real life? Dennis Franz has? In fact, think about this. In Die Hard 2, you know all those soldiers? Dennis Franz has more military experience than all the soldiers who play soldiers, probably, in Die Hard 2. I haven't seen Die Hard 2 in forever. Yeah, but Dennis Franz is like the schlubby, lazy cop behind the desk who doesn't want to do anything. And then, like, I think it's it, it's not it's not Tony Todd. It's not Tony Todd. It's another actor who is in this movie, actually, I think. You know the guy who answers the door when they first go to the apartment? Pretty sure that's yeah. the same actor. Holy yeah, shit, am I right? Am I right? I want to see this. Now this is the fat guy who answers the door. Where's that's the, the fat guy. There's the other neighbor. He's in Coming to America. They make a joke about it in the movie, and that's like a homage to that. Yeah, he was in Coming to America. Probably sleeping. Bet you he's an old man. Is it the same actor? I don't think it is, actually. I thought it was Scat McCrothers at first, but I was like, it is the same actor! Holy crap! I need to find this guy's name. I cannot believe that. Somehow, from our tangent on Dennis Franz, we lead all the way back to the movie we're watching. You have the eye. You really have a good eye to, for these things. I met, um, I I met, I met a um, stunt coordinator, Chris Cohen, this week, who's working on Shang-Chi, and I just recognised him. I was like, you're Chris Cohen, right? He's like, how the fuck did you know that? I'm like... You were on that Corridor Digital video. You're, you're fucking awesome. John Amos. John Amos. Um, I remember... Uncut we'll we'll Gems our... playing Neighbor 33F and also we, we, in Die Hard. We, we, we're watching um, the George Lucas film that's meant to be Lord of the Rings. Willow. 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 Oh, this you, is you recognized, crazy. You recognize... No, no, no. Who was no, no, no. Okay, I need to say this. This is crazy. Okay. So, we're watching Willow, which is such a weird film. And... There's a scene where the main character, Willow, picks up two fairies. Like, not not gay people. I I would never use that word to describe gay people. He picks up two... Whoa, I I didn't think you meant that. Literal fairies. Literal flappy wings fairies. Picks them up. It's a fantasy film. And we cut to them just in his hands. And we see their faces. And I go for a second. I look at Gabe and I'm like, this can't be true. But that fairy looks so much like Kevin Pollock. Like a young, young, pre, pre-usual suspects, Kevin Pollock. I look it up, because I'm so confused. It's fucking Kevin Pollock playing a fairy in a fantasy movie. 
Kevin Pollock. Okay, to give you an idea. To give you an idea. Kevin Pollock looks and sounds like he could be brothers with Dennis Franz. Like, they're both, like... I think Kevin Pollock literally is, like, Jersey as a person. The idea that you'd get yeah. him to play, like, a fairy? He grew up a in San fairy. Francisco, never mind. You'd get him to play, like, a mystical fantasy creature? Look at this guy! Google Kevin Pollock and be like, that guy. I'd cast that guy to play a fairy in my fantasy. Yeah, he should be a fairy. He has a run head. He looks like uh, a lawyer. Let's so get funny. him to be a fairy. And he looks so dumb in Willow. He looks so dumb. Look at them. His name is Rule. John yeah. Rule. Okay, let's, 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 I let's can't get, believe. Let's, let's get, get back on track. Mate, I let's cannot get, believe that I reckon that we came oh, back yeah. from Die Hard 2 to this with the neighbour. That's so great. Anyway, the ending. So Sandler takes them. He basically gets shit all money from the auction. Can't get anything. Yes. Um, he and gets. he forces his and he forces Nothing. his father-in-law basically to spend the money on it, and says you'll pay him back. And then he tells Kevin Garnett, "Come to my office. You can buy it off me." Yeah, and he buys it for one hundred seventy-five thousand. One hundred seventy-five thousand. When the day before he came in with two hundred fifty thousand. Yes. Because he, and and Howard thought that in the auction, this is really important. He would, he, okay. He'd get a million. So in the auction, he thought he could sell it for at least a million, a million because yeah. he had six thousand carats, and each carat is like whatever four thousand right? dollars, I think. Yeah, four thousand dollars. So uh, KG comes in before the auction, and he says, "I want to buy uh, it. I have I have two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a quarter of a million, right?" Uh, he says, uh, Howard says, no, I'm going to sell it in the auction. If you want to go into the auction and bet on it, uh, you can. It, it becomes Monday. On Monday, Howard goes to the uh, to the auction and he sees that Adley's. instead a of a million... Fam- it's a very famous auction house, Adley's. I've heard of Adley's. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he, he goes there and he sees that they changed the price because they, someone revised it and he said it's 100 uh, thousand two hundred and fifty thousand. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, it's all wrong! It's all wrong!" So he tells his um, father-in-law to bet on it, so he can, you know, try and get more money from. Uh, he wants to get at least a quarter of a million from KG, mm. right? Yeah. Because that's what he was willing to pay the day before. Yeah, but uh, I think his assistant, KG's assistant, convinces him not. To no, no, I think it's his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Maybe, but because he was on the, she was on the. Uh, oh no, you're right. She's there. Like, she, by she, his side. She's in the shop later, so I thought. And she's here on the street. It, was, with him, it yeah. might have been the ma- not the manager. It might you be may the be right. You you may be right. Actually, you may well be they, right. They I, don't I say it exclusively, it yeah, but no. that's what it felt like. Um. So after Howard sells it, I'm just setting up the ending. So yes. when Howard sells it to KG for 125,000, but he doesn't he just says, sell it. He doesn't just sell it. He gets this fucking look in his eye. This is one of Adam's no, 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 no. This is this is very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sells it uh, for a lot less than he thought, uh, but he knows that. Oh, we should have set up that KG on his last match when he didn't have the stone. He did really poorly. Terrible. When he had the when he had the stone, the first game of the film. Yeah, in the first game of the film, he won and like made and Adam Sadler won a lot of money from it. So he says, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to bet all this money that you're going to win the, uh, tonight's game. 175000 If he wins, he's going to get $1.7 million? Yeah. Right? He, he's no, gonna win I, think 1. It, I think it's more than that. I think it's one... Uh, might he's going to win put, a shitload of money. A shit, shitload of money. But at the same time, the devs are at his door. So he hands it back over to his girlfriend through the window outside in outside through the window so she can go on. Oh, one point two, one point one point two hundred twenty nine. Oh, so one a million two two hundred twenty nine thousand. Yes. Yeah. Um. So what uh, Howard does is that he locks the debits, the guys that uh, are asking for his for money, inside the, the door. Office. He he locks them inside the door. The yes, like the, by accident, which is great. The doors, yeah, 
You know that uh, how they call those doors that are in front of jewelry for security. Ah, uh, the, the, the security. I just call them security. Security doors, guard. Like, yeah, yeah. So those guys are pretty much stuck in there, and one yes. of them pulls out a gun. He's like, "Oh well, you're not gonna break it. Just, it's bulletproof. It's it's meant to be bulletproof, right? So you're not gonna break through through the glass." And he puts on the game, and the girlfriend donates the money, right? Mm. So yeah, no, like, no, no, I'm no, gonna... no, no. He hands it to her through the window, and she goes. And they're like, "We know she where she's to gonna be because we, we checked where the, bla- where the where the blade, the helicopter, the blade service is taking her." So she's going. No, she's not going to Vegas. She's going to like the other side of New York. Oh, oh, really? I thought it was. Yeah, no, no, no. He, no, no, he no, mentioned Vegas. He mentioned Vegas in that scene when he was saying about betting. So I no, guess she's gone to... to the hotel. Then they're not going. Yeah, to, he's yeah. not going to Vegas, but because yeah, they yeah. said Vegas, I thought that was it, but. She's going to a, a casino in New York, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. She's going to like, yeah. And she goes, she puts the money in, and then she they, they bet like a crazy specific bet. It's so crazy. Like, I'm just reading the whole bet from the subtitles. So it's like, what is it? What's the whole bet? It's so great. I put 155 on the freeway bet. Garner's points plus his rebounds with the Celtics money line. With the Celtics to win the opening tip. And stands to win $1.2 million. Yes. And it's, it's crazy so, specific. KG has to get 26 points, I yes. think. Right? And they have to win the initial thing. And they have also to win the win tip, the yeah. Win the tip right. and win the match. Right? So, uh, the girlfriend so KG- in, in the casino. Uh, Howard is in in the shop with the guy stuck in, in, the, in the security yep. doors. He's right? full, and he's just forcing them and to watch. The, it's great. And there's a guy that comes into the casino like looking for the girlfriend. Yes. And the girlfriend goes and hides in like this rich guy's... Yeah, uh, yeah. That guy's great. Um, yeah, that guy who, was great. Wayne Diamond. Wayne Diamond, who I know from something else. He's so funny. Yeah. I mean, actually, no. I yeah. mean, he hasn't been in anything. But he's what a yeah. crazy looking dude. Yes. And uh, yeah, and the whole and the whole ending... It's just this, <laughs> Look at that photo. this baseball match. <laughs> That's funny. Kevin so Garnett this, this, makes everybody else look so tiny next to him. Yep. The whole ending is just uh, the match and how we reacting into it and stuff. I'm telling you, I'm not a sports person. Yeah. Right. How? But I was every time. Every time. Every time he got a a, a, a three pointer, I was like, oh fuck, yes. Yeah. I was constantly like that, like so enthralled with it. Right? Totally. I was so into it. I haven't been so into a film in a long time. Yeah, totally. It was oh amazing. Oh my god. I didn't realize that Darius Conji shot him more. That's incredible. Hmm. And Delicatessen. Yeah, he shot some of the best movies of all time. He's so fucking talented. Man, what a great so, cinematographer. So yeah, like... You probably were so much into the ending like I was, right? You were like... I was so there. into it. And the, but the, the best thing is that Arno starts to get into it. Like, Eric Bogosian yes. starts to be convinced. He's like, oh my God, what are we at? Like, what is it? Did we get it? And then he's looking... He's like, he's, and, like, he's like winning and stuff. He's like, oh my God, he's winning. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe shit, he's, he's doing it. He's making the, then, the right bet. It builds, uh, it builds, it builds, it builds. It builds. Like, like finally... Uh, the, the other team keeps catching up with them... Yeah. But then at the end... Kevin Garnett makes a three-pointer. Yes. He reaches the points that he was... he That Howard said he was going to make. And they win the match. Right? Yep. At that moment, or like two minutes before, uh, the guy in the hotel room tells the girlfriend, Oh, uh, I have some friends coming over, if you don't mind. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, you're so, just waiting for something bad to happen. You're waiting for something they, bad to happen. They to won Julia, the match. To Julia. To Julia. Do you think something's going to happen to Julia? So you're like, oh my God, they won. What's going to happen? I was like, it, it can't it can't have a happy ending. What's going to happen? There's no What's way. What's going to happen to Julia? Someone is going to steal her and money. Then They're going to they rape her. They, they open the win. door. No, 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 no. They win. <laughs> Julia's on the phone with him. Oh my God, baby, I love you. I love you. I love you. Arno. And he's cheering. And Howard's banging on the glass. And Arno's like, he fucking did it. And Arno's like, holy shit, he did it. And Arno looks so happy. Arno's like... Holy fuck, this guy just pulled this yes. thing off. Like, they're yes. both rich. That's what he's thinking. Lana's smiling, he pulls his jacket on. Arno looks like, fuck, everything's forgiven. Like, he's my brother, like, oh everything's my God, forgiven. It's gonna have and a then, happy ending, I can't believe and then, this. And then Sandler, like, finally puts the thing in the door. He opens the door, um, hangs in, and he's like, make sure they fucking walk you to the car. He hangs up with Julia, I'm gonna book you a plane. 
buzzes them in, and then Arno comes out, you son of a bitch! Arno! Oh my god. Keith Williams. Keith Williams. Just... Holy shit, man. Sits him in the face. Point blank. Point blank. And then Arno's like, what the fuck did you do? What did you do? What the fuck did you do? And Keith Williams just starts threatening him. Arno's just in shock, and he's so fucking devastated. And Arno tries to get away, and he's like, I want to go, I want to go. And Keith Williams is like, get me bags, get me bags, we're going to steal all this stuff. And then he just kills Arno. It's Both better. Brothers. It's better than burn after be, uh, after reading. It's so much better than that. It's 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 literally maybe the most shocking kill I've ever seen in a movie I can remember. In terms of, I just did not expect it right then. No, I didn't expect the it. Departed. I, I was the expecting... Departed is the other one that's like close. I was expecting Julia. Something happened to Julia, right? Yes. I thought that's what was going to happen. And then the great thing is that like you see the slimy guy played by you know Mr. Suntan pick up the money and you're like oh fuck he's with them he stole the money from Julia yes that's what I thought happened as well great fake he hands it he hands it to her and he's walking out he looks so scummy and then no he gives it to Julia Julia gets it he hands it to Julia and nothing happens to her no she's completely fine and it ends with basically her like it, it ends with a great speech from Kevin Garnett talking about like the confidence the gem gave him and then we end going into Adam Sandler's face. He's the uncut gem himself. The uncut gem himself. Yes. Fly through his crystalline face and that's it. That's the movie. Fucking has not stopped that, sticking that in my scene, head forever. That scene is amazing. That ending scene. With that the scene music alone and the, and, the, the and the editing oh. was amazing. Uh, you couldn't make that into a one shot film. <laughs> that uh, film rules. That was really good. Like what a good movie, man! I, I couldn't believe what, what I saw. I was like, "What?" I yeah. screamed when when it happened. Oh, I so want to watch it with Becky just so she can react to that. Yeah, like it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was. Mate, wow. we're almost we're almost at over an hour. Do you have any more thoughts on it? Well I mean, done, that's kind of the Yeah, well done. I can't wait to see what they do next. I really can't. I can't believe we actually did one hour of talking about a film and not talking about. Mate, when, when a good film comes out, we've got to talk about it. Holy crap, what a good film. Um, and you know what? I was so bummed yesterday morning that Uncut Gems wasn't in the Oscars, but Parasite winning almost makes up for it, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Parasite is one of the better films to win recently. In yes, definitely. I think it's the best film to win Best Picture since No Country for Old Men. Honestly. That far, that, that far away. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Social Network lost. Dark Knight didn't get nominated. Like, what else? Like, King King's Speech? Like, fuck off. I like, I like Slumdog Millionaire quite a bit. I, I do too, but, like, compared to other films that were up against it, like, there was there was another crazy good film it's that was up against it. the first year in the Oscars that I'm like, yeah. A Sip of Water. I really like Sip of Water. I, what was it against? Sip of Water? Oh Dunkirk, my god! It, right? it was no. It was up against three billboards, which is crazy. Three billboards uh, should completely. Hold. I would have been okay with either of them, and I, honestly, I would have been okay if uh, Hollywood won because I think Hollywood was also a really good movie. Yeah, but I don't know. I think Parasite winning is, regardless of your opinion on the film, I think it's you know awesome what? that a also, Korean speaking film won. It's like fuck insane. yeah. It's so yeah. So and, and Shape of Water, and then he Shape of Water was uh, up against three billboards: Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, The Post. Phantom Thread, Jesus Christ! And um, Get Phantom Out, Thread. Get Out <laughs> rules. It's not that good. Ah, Get Out one best. Phantom, Phantom, how good is Phantom Thread though? I haven't seen it. Oh, you should watch. But it. I've heard it's amazing. I should watch it's it. amazing. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Uh, I want to say about Parasite. Yeah, did you see? Two things I want to ask you. You yes. saw how he congratulated Martin Scorsese, right? Well, yeah, that and Tarantino. And the crazy thing I was thinking was that I discovered him through Tarantino. Yeah. But Tar- Tarantino did his Tarantino takes over Sky Movies thing for a while. And um, one of the movies he recommended was Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Uh, so, uh, the Host. Holy shit, oh. he's made The Host and Parasite. I just got that. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's so funny. Uh, I, I, I learned about The Host because someone reviewed... The bad host film, and they said, "Oh, there's already a movie called The Host." And I saw The Host, and I was like, "Hey, 
I mean, my favourite my favorite of his movies, I love that his IMDb page now says one winner of three Oscars. So sick. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, like, but, uh, all his all his films are amazing, and Memories of Murder is one of my all-time favourite films. Like, I, I cannot I, I wanna, I, that with I, you. I want to ask you, mm. did, have you, did you, did you see his reaction to getting the Oscar? Oh, so not, not so much the speech, but... Uh, uh, he th- holding the Oscar. Else, there was someone yes. else uh, and he's holding Oscar, it. Yeah. And he and he's holding it, he's just looking and at he it looks, and then he looks like, at this he's like smiling like, like he's looking so at the camera happy. like ah oh, shit I did it. <laughs> it's great. It was also, and, and did, did you, you see did Tom you see Hanks someone and, Yeah? Did you see the thing where like they put they cut off the mic after the producer finished talking and the executive producer that lovely lady um I think her name's Licky Lee um came hmm. up to speak. And then they turned the lights down and Tom Hanks and all the celebrities in the front were waving their arms like, no, put the lights up. Let her speak. Let us. <laughs> and she gave the best speech. I loved it. Oh, I have to see. I have to she, is the granddaughter, she is the granddaughter of the founder of Samsung to let you know how, how famous, Damn. how rich she was. Yeah. Parasite executive um, producer. Her name's not Licky Lee. That's a, um, that's a musician. Um, Mikey Lee, Mikey Lee. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, did, did you see the interview that someone asked Bon Joon Hoo? Uh, uh, why do you? He said, "Why did you choose to make this movie in Korean when you've been able to make films in English?" For what do you say? I I don't know. I just saw the question and I'm like, "That is an insane question." Yeah. What? I was like, "What?" That's crazy. I, I thought it was pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy and a pretty insensitive question to ask. Anyways, uh, I gotta go. I need to go and work on. I gotta go too. Stuff. All yeah. right, mate. Hey. Um, Anyways, that Uncut, was Gems. Uncut Gems. Amazing Freaking film. Freaking amazing. Go so see good. it. This is yes. our cinematic universe signing off. Bye. Bye.